Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for dropping into the cast party. Join the casting crew as they're thrust from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Hollywood, 2020. The cast and crew of Through the Realms of Myria work tirelessly finishing their debut blockbuster hit. An easy day for the final day of filming starts off without a hitch. But what happens next? Well, it's not human at all. Take a journey with us as we dive into Hollywood's most bizarre and disturbing disappearances in this week's episode of Holly Where'd They Go? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am here alongside my lovely cast and crew, and we have Ryan McManus. Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo-at-heart musician struggling to find his way in L.A. Anna Brisbane. Hi, Anna Brisbane, playing Blueberry Sky, the animal-loving environmentalist actress trying to save the world through art. Nigel Deacon. Xander Gucci Supreme, the camera guy to the stars and an alien researcher with an affinity for fashion and looking fly at all times. And finally, Vince Perino. I'm Vince Perino, and I play the big, burly, heartthrob Jet the Boulder Chambers, whose love resides with his mom and puppy Princess Pebbles. So, before we jump back into our story, we just wanted to let you guys know we are only going to be doing custom shoutouts from the cast and crew for a few more episodes before it becomes a Patreon-exclusive perk. So, here's the deal. If you drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with the name of your favorite character or NPC from this episode, you're going to be getting a personal custom shoutout from them at the end of the next episode. And speaking of Patreon, if you want to help support the show and receive a ton of awesome perks and rewards, you can become a part of the cast and crew at patreon.com slash cast party. So now that that's out of the way, we'll toss it back to Colin, our director, for a recap of what happened last time on Cast Party. All right, guys. So we began by getting to meet our amazing characters as they prepared for their final day of filming. 
We got to see Sebastian's apartment, a small conversation between him and Big G, and then Sebastian somehow being able to convince the director that his band was worth listening to. Blueberry got her makeup and hair done as Daniela complimented her own achievements on making you rock the look. Jet had a heartwarming conversation with his mom. He brought Princess Pebbles into the studio before being called over by the director. You got some quick pointers on how to film the final scene and got to meet up with your good pal and other A-list actor, Kingsley. And Xander, of course, showed up much later than the rest of you, a little hungover and in need of something to soak up the booze. You went over to the snack table and met up with the director's assistant and helped him get into a riveting conversation about koalas and their unfortunate diseases with the girl he was crushing on. A small bell rang, and you all were called over for a quick meeting before filming started. The director gave an interesting speech that you can decide for yourselves if it was inspiring or just weird, but you eventually all made it on to set. The scene was going great until Kingsley finished the spell, and some wind and crazy colorful balls of energy formed in the studio. Seconds later, you arrived in a small clearing in a forest along a dirt path, surrounded by fellow cast members and pieces of the set. You all felt in tune with yourself for a brief moment before noticing that something was not right. You talked together and found out Kingsley was hurt. You found out that Blueberry's hair and ears were now affixed to her head and are like real body parts. And that you were no longer in Hollywood. You decided Kingsley's health was of utmost importance and decided to follow these farmers you had met to aid for all where he could get help. Before you left, however, Xander made sure to stuff his pockets full of lasagna and take a picture of the group heading down the road. When Xander looked at the picture, however, he saw a word in the smoke. Namora. Along your travels, Blueberry slowly discovered the connection she had with nature and the magic that came with it. You all arrived in Wooded Holly not long after departing and were taken directly to Aid for All. On your way over, you saw many people in these dark brown leather, and they had a symbol of an eye with a flame atop its upper lid. You also saw a bunch of papers all around warning, beware, with the image of a maple tree bleeding. Aid for All is where you met Nurse Joyce, who began caring for Kingsley to the best of her ability. Soon after, you were interrupted, however, by a group of these men in the dark brown leather and a man who claimed to be the mayor of the town, Alabaster. He spoke with Xander a bit before bringing out a small box that contained an orb that quickly filled with smoke, and lights formed inside to point directly at Kingsley. Alabaster gave a nod to his dwarven companion, who brought his hand up and magically put you all to sleep. Well, almost all of you. Blueberry was able to fake herself asleep and watched as Kingsley was being taken away by Alabaster, who said, You should know better. That type of magic ain't allowed in these parts. The magistrate will pay handsomely for you. And now, you are all in aid for all, splayed out upon the ground and on the nearby cots. Nurse Joyce is here. She's currently pleading with the men in the dark leather to be careful and to not hurt you. Blueberry, you are still faking being asleep. 
you're squinting a little bit, you are able to see Kingsley awake but exhausted. He's being taken away by some of these men in the dark brown leather, with Alabaster holding his staff close behind. And the room begins to fill in with more of these guard types. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? (laughs) (laughs) For now, I'm just going to watch. Okay, so you're continuing to fake (laughs) asleep. Yes. Okay, so you have your eyes closed. Blueberry, as you're doing so. No, she peeking. Yeah, yeah, no, so she's she's got the squinting going. (laughs) Squint. Yeah. Through the eyelashes. Yeah, why don't you give me a perception check to see what you're seeing? Oh, dirty 20. Ooh. Hell yeah. With a dirty 20, you are trying to figure out exactly what has quite happened around you. You see Xander on the floor in front of you, Sebastian just behind him, and then Jet closer to the door. They all seem to be, like, knocked out. I feel like Jet would be a snore. One of, one of you guys is a snore, oh, and I time. feel like it would be Jet. Big time. He's got that big <laughs> neck. You kidding me? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're hearing a little bit of snoring coming from Jet across the room now. And Joyce is speaking with one of these guards. And as you're kind of getting that squint around for a second, you see a red liquid coming from Xander. What? What? Wait, no, 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 no. You look down really quick. And it's pasta sauce. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop! Why? I was like, are we going to lose a fucking character already? It's episode two. My lasagna. Is it the lasagna? <laughs> it's the lasagna. No, I wanted that. So you get scared for just a second seeing this red liquid, but you see like, okay, it's just pasta sauce. Don't have to worry about Xander. Oh my god. And you can see these men start coming in. They're shuffling in and they start picking up. They start with Jet. They, they go with one of them on either side, like one trying to grab his arms, one trying to grab his legs. Jet's too big. They need to get another third guy to help carry him. But they are successfully able to pick up Jet. And they continue going to each person. So after that, they go to Sebastian. He's much easier to grab. Next, you see a walking lizard of sorts. Big man, humanoid in size, but he has scales all around him. He has this deep, raspy voice that he's speaking with. And he comes over and he's just chatting with this human man as they're grabbing Xander off of the ground and slowly start to bring him. But they're they're carrying everyone in the same to the same direction so far? As far as you can tell, they're all just going outside of Aid for All. You can't see after okay. that. Okay. And finally, uh, you see this large human man, buzz cut. He has an eye patch over his right eye. He walks over to you, and he just grabs you all himself with one hand, kind of doing the the classic like honeymoon into the like the bride in the you know what I'm talking about. How do I explain yeah, that yeah. position? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that <laughs> he's holding you by himself, and he starts taking you out of aid for all. You can hear Nurse Joyce again still pleading, like just saying, please, just don't hurt them. And the guys are kind of like ignoring her. Blueberry, since you're the only one awake, you are soon greeted again by the gorgeous sun ahead. And it's like, you know, it's still a beautiful spring day. And these guards take you further north to an area of town you have not been in yet. Yeah, I want to try to pay good attention to like where exactly we were going and what 
they're saying, if anything. Okay. So as of right now, what you can see ahead of you is Xander, Jet, and Sebastian are all being carried ahead of you. The guys who are carrying Jet are moving a lot slower because they have a lot more weight to deal with, especially with like the armor and just that Jet's a big dude. So you're actually like kind of gaining on them. From where you are here, you can see that they're taking you to a larger building, two-story building. It's off in this inlet in the lake behind it. It's more of like a long house. It's like very long and it has these two dome structures on the left and right side of the building. As you get closer and closer, you can see that Alabaster and Kingsley don't seem to be going this direction. They are already off to the further west while these people are taking you directly to this large building. And they're pretty far ahead of you because they have kind of moved the fastest. As Kingsley's still able to walk himself, they're kind of like supporting him under his shoulders, but they're continuing to walk westward. And then you get to this building. It's got these columns that are holding up a balcony atop. In front of it, there is a bulletin board that has like a bunch of papers on it. And you see a few more of these posters of this maple tree covered in blood with beware. And you can see that they are bringing your friends into this building and you are falling close behind. As you enter this building, it's inside a large open room with a fireplace in the background. There's a seating area in front. Um, There's like a desk off to one side. And there are a few prison cells. They all seem to be empty at this moment, but you can see they are dropping Jet, Sebastian, and Xander into one of these cells. Got like benches all around the outside, and they're just kind of like laying them down. And they're bringing you towards this cell. And he brings you in, lays you down on this bench. This big guy again gets up, closes the door, locks it behind you. Am I alone in here now? So, yeah, it's just you four now. Are we in separate cells or one big one? You're in one big one. Okay. I want to nudge Xander with my foot. Hey. Uh. Shh. Stay quiet. Yo. What? What? Where are we? Where are we at? Shh. What? Shh. Whisper. What? Where are we at? We're at some weird building to the north. How long were we on the road for? Like 25 to 30 seconds. Okay, we're not very far away, just like this big building to the north of Aid for All. Um, They took Kingsley to the west. They said something about you should know better. That kind of magic isn't allowed in these parts. Um, And they said the magistrate will pay handsomely for you. And then they took him that way, and then they took all of us here. Um... I'm going to start, like, nudging the other ones. Okay, Sebastian, she, like, starts nudging you a bit. Uh, uh, blue, blue Bay? Yeah. Blue Bay? What? Yeah. What happened? Wait. Kidnapped. <gasps> um, uh, hold on. Hold on. I, I gotta, I gotta write this down. What? I'm going to pull my guitar out. What are you doing? I have some inspiration. That's coming to me musically, so... This is a weird choice. Sebastian has to get this out right now, or else he's not going to remember it later. So Sebastian's going to bring his guitar out and, and quietly play some chords. And and he's going to start singing, actually. What? I would not believe my eyes If ten million blueberry eyes what? Woke me up after I fell asleep There's... Uh, what? 
Okay, well, I, I need some more. I'll work on it later. I need some more. Where are we? Is Jet like snoring in the background of that? Oh yeah, uh, Jet's snoring to the Jet's beat. Just... You really just. You just had to play that? You just had to get that out? I, if I don't get it out now, it's going to be gone, and I'm going to lose the melody and the words. And you didn't make just, up that uh, melody. Sh- they don't know that. <laughs> you only changed those uh, two words. Yo, guys, 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 guys. Hold up, hold up. You said something about magic. Are we LARPing? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Is that Is that why that guy had a staff? I, I, do I still have my staff? You still have yours, yes. Good. They threw her in the cell with her staff? Well, it was yeah. kind of like attached to me. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you still have <laughs> you you still have your shield and hammer with you. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not hiding shit from you. You guys have that Ooh. stuff. Yeah, they just kind of dropped you in. Right now, there's just a few of these guard dudes walking around. But you're uh, we'll say Jet, you you awaken to the sound of uh, Sebastian putting his guitar away. Okay, guys. So we've been kidnapped. They took Kingsley to the west, um, apparently because of the magic he did that isn't allowed, and the magistrate is gonna pay for him. I don't. I guess they don't know that I can do like super cool nature magic, but we'll keep that to ourselves. Yeah. So, what? How do we get out of here? Okay. So, how many how many guards are there? And you said we're the only prisoners, correct? You are the only prisoners. There's multiple cells. You guys are in one cell. All the other ones were empty. There are like half a dozen in here. Like there are a decent amount of guards in here. There's like the the biggest dude who is the dude who brought uh, Blueberry in is the one who has like the eye patch. Is there one that I can see that like clearly has keys or is kind of patrolling a little bit? The the big eye patch man was the one who locked the door, and Blueberry would have been able to tell you that. You can't obviously see keys from him, but he would be probably the one who would have those. Okay, is he around? Yeah, he's he's nearby. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up and go to the edge of the cell, and I'm gonna call him over. I'm gonna be like, um, excuse me, Mister Mister uh, Eye Patch, excuse me. That's a pretty rude way to reach out to somebody. Sorry, I don't know the customs. He is really big. He's very tall, six two, six three. He's a human man, completely bald head with this like eye patch. You know, he's got like scars and shit all over his face. And he walks up. What do you want? Uh, I, so, hey, uh, my name's uh, Sebastian. Uh, I don't I just, care. Well, that's kind of rude. I, th- I thought, we, you know, we could be, we could be a little, we could be friends. Maybe, like, I don't know, if you wanted to, like, let us out of here. And maybe, I thought we could go grab a drink and, you know, talk this over. I don't, I don't know why. You think, <sighs> you think I would just hang out with you? You're the ones who are using that blood magic. You use those blood magic, right? Like those blood Wait. druids in the Crimson Grove. What? I don't know what the Crimson Grove is, and I've oh, only... Oh, don't even start. Yeah, I know they wanted the big one or the old man, but we we know you. I know. I know you're wrong. You ain't leaving here alive. You know that. Uh, uh well, see, that's, that sounds more like blood magic than whatever we were apparently going to be doing. I just, you know, I, I thought maybe, like, if, if you were, if you were kind of cool about it, like, maybe we could, you know... You could you could let us free, and we could talk about this, and maybe we could go have a good time. And I'm technically gonna cast Charm Person right now. Okay, you're trying to charm him. What kind of save do I have to make? That's a Wisdom saving throw. Okay, uh, he's got plus zero. So what's the DC? Thirteen. I'm so sorry. I got fourteen. No. Oh. 
Uh, uh, wait. Charm person, it says if they pass, they know they were trying to be charmed, right? Uh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> I can feel it. The blood magic. The blood magic. If I, if, if I notice it happening, I want to cast it too, but only okay. if I see him trying to cast it. I don't know if Sebastian knows he's casting it. I think he's trying to just be nice. <laughs> I, think, I think Sebastian somewhat knows that he's just like really trying to charm his way through. But yeah, Blueberry, if you want to, if you want to try. Yeah, I think basically I would see him trying to use some sort of musicality to charm this guy, and I'd try to back him up, basically. Yeah, like, hey, uh, I could, I could play you a song, and I've, we have Blueberry over here. She's, she's real good company. No, no more really, blood. Really, I'm just gonna try to bring out some um, flowers that I've heard have uh, really uh, calming pollen when it's used as sort of a, a powder on your face, so I'm going to try to whoosh that powder of the flower into <laughs> oh, I love it, okay. And yeah, that's another wisdom saving throw, 13. 13 is again. Okay. Again, he has plus zero. That is a 10. Yes, let's go. So you can see. Sorry I, about I'm my friend. Um, he didn't mean to call beautiful. you out on like your eye patch. He's just... I just thought it was cool. Me. We're just... Trying oh. to chill here, you know. That that is wonderful. What is, what is that? <laughs> smells like lavender. Yeah, um, he's just sniffing around. Persephone Ooh, flower. I I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> and he's just continuing like sniffing, like kind of like in a daze almost. Like his eyes are a little bit cloudy. Oh my god, that is wonderful. Yeah, it's make, it makes a really rad perfume. Um, anywho, what's your name again? Scud. Scud. Beautiful. Oh, um, my mommy named me. I'm Blueberry. This is Sebastian. We're all friends here. You're friends with the blood magic. Uh, he, like, this? points to Sebastian. What me? blood Damn, magic? Damn, Sebastian, your flirting really didn't work. Oh, I'm not good at this, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think there must be a mistake here. This is this guy is the furthest away from blood magic. He would never. You think never. I could use blood magic? He tried to mess with my mind. I'm just trying to get to know you, man. I don't That's think all. he even has the ability to do that. He. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, look at him. He's like he's like a baby doll. Like he he doesn't have the smarts to mess with anyone's <laughs> minds. I don't know. I'm gonna go up next to him and just pat him on the head and be like, "Look at my little buddy here. You you think this face could do anything bad? Let's just gaslight the hell out of this guy. <laughs> you think you think I could use blood magic? I don't even know what that is. Like I'm continuously petting his head as he says this. All right, like all right, blood all right, magic all right. of all things. Like I get like you know the magic of music, absolutely. But blood magic? That's like some death metal shit i don't get into that i feel like now would be a great time for you to pull out your guitar and just start singing at him <laughs> yeah he's he's like scratching his head he's obviously not the smartest man in the world he's like scratching his head like what blood magic he tried to get in my and you can see behind him the main door of this building opens alabaster comes walking in oh no followed by the three farmers that you had met earlier Alabaster is holding a decent-sized drawstring bag in his hand, and he walks over to the desk. He starts writing something out. He opens the bag a little bit, and you can hear it jingle, and he gives a few of these coins to the three farmers, and they seem to be on their way. Question. 
when this happens, does the, uh, what, what's his name? Scud? Scud. Scud. Does Scud turn backwards and, and look at this happening? Or is he still, like, talking to us? I don't know. I think he'd be too obsessed with you guys right now and what the hell is going on. He is very, very close to these bars. Like, you are close enough. If you wanted to, like, grab at him, you, like, could. Are there any keys on his person? Yeah, do I see keys? <laughs> I was going to say, can I can I inspect him and, and see if we, we notice any keys? Yeah, give me an investigation check. 11 plus 0 is 11 for those math leads out there. You're doing a really quick check with an 11. You don't see keys anywhere on his person. What you can see is that he's got a small satchel on his side, as well as his uh, his trousers seem to have pockets in them. Mm. I would like to basically distract him and keep his attention on me so that anyone looking for keys could have assistance with that. Basically, I just want to be like, hey, Scud, what were you planning on doing for dinner tonight? I'm going to sneak up. Um, dinner, dinner, um. Do you know any place that's like real good around here? Um, places. He's like very confused. He's like, he's still just like looking back between you and like Sebastian. Um, I, I don't, oh gosh, the hills, they have some, some really good turkey nuggets they make. (laughs) Oh, do they, do they have vegan options or? Um, I don't, what is, what is? Once he contemplates the word vegan, (laughs) I'm going to reach for the pouch. Okay. Uh, give me sleight of hand with advantage. Hell yeah. I'm actually nervous for this. Uh, first one's a 14. That's an eight. So 14. You're able to just stick your stick your hands out. It's not super quick. It's not super great. It's just like you kind of hate it because it's tied around his his belt. Just quiet enough is all I need. You have to like get both your hands out, undo it, and just grab the pouch. Once I have the pouch, I'm gonna I'm gonna hide behind Jet's back. I'm gonna open the pouch. As you go to open the pouch, oh. Blueberry and Jet, since you're kind of facing, and Xander too, you're you're facing like outward. You see that Alabaster starts walking towards the prison cell. Cool. Hey yo, it's my boy Alabaster. What's going? What's going on? What happened? We took. I guess we took a nap. I don't know. Uh, how you doing? And you can see Alabaster walks over, and he like kind of gives a nod to Scud and like shoos him away. You see, I do feel ever so bad. We have to place you here for the time being. These circumstances are unfortunate, and as soon as I get the okay that you are clear to go, you will be set on your way. Perfect. What are the charges, though? For you, most likely nothing. Oh, lit. Sounds like just a misunderstanding of wrong place, wrong time, you know? Yeah, unfortunately, that was kind of what I was thinking, and that's kind of what my superiors and I spoke about. So, again, shouldn't be too much longer, and we'll hopefully get you on your way, get you going. That would be perfect. All right, all right. I'll be right with you. Enjoy. I'll see if I can't get you uh, some rations brought down. Thank you so much. Um, if you have everything plant-based for me, that would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got we got some spinach. Yeah, that'd be amazing. You got any beer? <laughs> You'll have to wait to get to the inn after you're free. I, I can't bring the alcohol in here. I'm so sorry. Uh, all right, thanks. Alabaster? Who is it that you have to talk to for our charges? Oh, oh, the magistrate. What's a magistrate? What? The magistrate. Who, but, 
but what is that like your god uh are we <laughs> what is, who, <laughs> the what is a, a god what are you talking about well i you know we got we got like we got like a, a mayor and then we got a, a governor and and then there's like senators or something and then a house of representatives <laughs> i don't really know what they do um but that then there's like the president so like is it is it like the 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 vice mayor or is it like uh like a, the pres president senator i don't where what's he do what is he all right i do all the criminal investigations all right but with certain activities, I have to report to the higher ups, the, you know, the ones who pay my salary. So something like this with your friend there had to get them involved. Oh, word, word. So he's like, he's like your, your, your boss kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like, you know, I can handle lots myself, but they need me to talk with them every once in a while. So Alabaster, has your little buddy Scud here talked to the magistrate already? Oh, oh. I I don't believe so. I don't think he he re- doesn't really need to. He just talks to me. Cause I'm I'm getting a couple different conflicting facts here. You're telling me that we're gonna be let go soon. Your little buddy Scud is telling us that we're not leaving here alive. Oh, Scud. Now hold on. Now, why you say that to him? Question: How long does charm person last? One hour. Okay, definitely still loving you, Blueberry. <laughs> Well, well, uh, I thought they were, uh, using them, them blood magics, uh, and then, and then this one tried to use blood magic, I think. I think he, he tried to use blood, blood magic on me. I think he was confused by his really pretty song. Yeah, yeah. Colin, as Scud is talking, I want to look over at Xander and just kind of, like, give him a shrug, but in my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> Technically casting message to Xander. <laughs> I, I want to think, man, I I heard they named like that sound a rock makes when you throw it into a pond after this guy. <laughs> Get it? Scud douche. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Blueberry's really happy she didn't hear this. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> but, but yes, Xander, you 10,000% heard that. Me not understanding that and not understanding how I had that thought um, is like, did someone just say Scud's a douche? (laughs) 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 Scud immediately turns to you, Xander. What the hell did you say to me? And you can see he starts grabbing at you, like trying to get his hand through. And Alabaster like immediately says, hey, hey, hold on now. And he like pulls him back. He's like, relax. You don't blame a cat for scratching at you when you put it in a cage, and you shouldn't blame these folks here for being angry you did the same thing to them. They have every right to be angry, and you should remember that. These are people in here. Wow, that was surprisingly mature. He ushers Scud away. You go on. Go on. Scud reluctantly leaves. My bad, bro. I I don't think it was me that said it, but I guess it was... (laughs) And Alabaster gives you a nod and says, I'll be with you as soon as I can. I'll get that spinach for you, young lady. Thanks. I'm going to elbow nudge Xander and he was be like, man, I was thinking he was a douche too. Thanks for saying it. I never have the balls to do that. Uh, yeah, I I got you. Um, that's me, uh, Ballsy Xander. It's, they call me that in out the world, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real tired, bro. <laughs> 
Yeah, Xander's still a little sleepy from waking up. Xander, your pants are wet. Oh no! There's just so oh. much sauce coming out of your pocket. Oh, sauce! Oh, oh! My first thought was that I peed myself. Yeah, yeah same. same. Oh my god! If Xander peed himself, you just gotta say it for us. Uh, n- no, he Xander did not definitely pee himself. Definitely did not pee himself. Okay, perfect. So he's just got this mushy lasagna and some red sauce coming down, and it's like getting wet, and like you're starting to feel it through your underwear. And it's not, it's not feeling great. But you guys are in here for a little bit. What are you guys doing? Is there any guards or anything in here? Alabaster is sitting at his desk just across the room so you can, like, see him. He's got his bucket hat on and he's, like, writing down some, some stuff on pieces of paper. And there's a few other guards in here. I was going to try to break the chamber door somehow, like kicking it or something, but I don't really want to do that with a bunch of guys around watching. I will let you know if the room gets clear. How does that sound? Cool. I'm going to call out to Alabaster. Hey, yo, Alabaster, do you do you think you could bring some pants with that spinach? I, uh, I got a little saucy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Trousers it is. Uh, and he just kind of nods. He doesn't seem to move yet. Um, he's like writing something down, but he says yes and seems like he'll get to it. Good looks, bro. Appreciate it. Sebastian, you wanted to open the... Oh, yeah. I want to open the pouch. Let's let's do that before we time jump. I want to like sit I'm going to stand in front, in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to stand behind Jet when I opened it. But yeah, now that, yeah. Now that everyone's gone, everyone can kind of circle. Uh, guys, guys. I, I don't know if you saw it because I was so good at getting this off him. Uh, I, I, I got Skadoosh's pouch. Sebastian, as you open it, it jingles a little bit. It's full of silver and a few gold pieces. These are really cool. Like, they're really wide coins, like much wider than like the quarters and stuff we have now. But they're like really wide and they look like antique, almost like fake coins. Yo, guys. I'd like to take a picture of them looking in the bag. You want to take a picture of them all looking in the back. Yeah. Are you trying to make it pretty? Yeah, I want this one to be a special one because the, okay. the lighting's just right with the with the cell window, I'm assuming, is there. Just yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. For the picture, there's now a window in the cell here. Amazing. <laughs> I was going to say, nothing like basement lighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me a performance check. Uh, that is 14. I'm assuming you're looking at the picture as you're taking it. Yeah, I care less about what's in the bag than I do about the picture. Cool. Yeah, so you take uh, take the picture, start looking at it. It's, Sebastian's got this big smile on his face because he's so proud of himself. He's opened it up. But then as you focus in on the bag, you can see the drawstring is fraying. And you have to, like, zoom in with the camera. You can see that some of the frayed threads coming off of the drawstring form a word. Namora. Yes. Okay, we've done it. Guys, are these like are these like those like state quarters? Are they like the uh, those those fancy quarters you find like on like late night infomercials that no. for whatever reason people collect? I don't know what these, these are. These are not American. Did Jet see Sebastian grab this? Like did he see him steal it from from Scud? Sebastian, you got a 14? Yes. Probably compare your passive perception. Yeah, what's your passive perception? Uh, 11. So no, you would not have seen it. All right, so I, while Sebastian's looking at this and asking that question, I'm going to try to grab that pouch from him and just say, 
Sebastian, where did you get this? Did you steal this from him? No, I was, I was just looking for keys so we could get out of here. Like, what? Maybe Sebastian, we need this. Don't have this in the open. We can't show them that we're bad. Okay, okay. I'm gonna put it in my guitar hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's actually genius. Oh my god. I love that. Sebastian, inspiration. I love that. Hey, let's go. That's great. Coming from the musician who has been playing guitar since fifth grade, I don't know what the name of that hole is. So it's a guitar <laughs> hole. Is there a name for the hole? There probably is. Um yeah, I'll I'll slip it in there. It's probably jingling a little bit, but Sebastian's probably assuming that we need that or something that it is valuable. I mean, it's fucking coins. So, yeah. so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to store it. I'll, I'll toss it in there real quick. Keep it out of sight. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it does look valuable though. I, I was, I was just looking for keys. I wanted to get out of here. We'll look at it when we get out of here. Don't worry. Don't okay. worry about it. I get a little claustrophobic and we're real tight in here. I'm going to take a step back from him. Thank you. Yeah. So you are sitting around jet. You're kind of sitting in the corner closest to the, bars so you can kind of like see the best of this room not five ten minutes later you get a nice big bowl of spinach as well as two different things of trousers that someone brings and (laughs) hands to xander xander there's like two different sizes you can kind of decide which one you like better the one that's just a little bit too small or just a little bit too big so now is he wearing like some hype beast t-shirt with like medieval (laughs) trousers they're they're not like leather like they wouldn't give you leather like that's too valuable it's it's more just like really crappy like brown thread work yeah almost like burlap (laughs) it's like they're pretty thick they're not super comfortable and it only has the butt pockets (laughs) well all right i'll I'll be honest with you guys it's not really that comfy i i feel like i'm getting fleas just by wearing this (laughs) um but I'm telling you, this is going to be the new look. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going to just be sitting on, on one of the benches and, like, strumming the guitar a little bit, like, just kind of messing around. Xander, that, that kind of fits you really well, honestly. Yo, thanks, bro. I don't know where to put my camera. I only got the butt pocket, and I want to sit on it. True, true. You have a bag with you. Like, you can... Oh, yeah, you got your you, camera bag. That's easy access, bro. I got to just whip it out. Or, like, the strap. Wear it around your neck. <laughs> I'm always strapped up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You guys spend a little bit of time, and by a little bit of time, I mean it starts taking hours. Uh. Alabaster is waiting at his desk, and someone comes up to him, and he stands up and goes outside for a moment, and about two minutes later, comes back in, and he walks up to you guys, says, all right, he starts getting a key out, opening the door. Now... The guards of the town will be watching you, so stay out of trouble. They haven't had much excitement in some time, and we wouldn't want them thinking he was more trouble like like your friend there, all right? So just be good, and you're free to go. Thank you. I'm kind of mad you put us in this cage to begin with, but, you know, I'm glad we're free. As you should. I hope the, the spinach helped ease the burden a little bit don't forget the pants bro these are really coming in clutch i'm keeping my sauce pants but i i appreciate these he gives you a nod he tips the bucket hat and he goes to sit down he kind of nods towards the door and there's a, a guard there trying to escort you out so you're, you're telling me we're 100 free yes sir as long as you stay out of trouble no repercussions at all nobody's gonna follow us i'm telling you just stay out of trouble and you'll be fine they have orders to let you go. Okay, bye. B- bye now. And enjoy Wooded Holly. I'm leaving. 
I'll walk out after Blueberry. Yeah, I'll follow. Alabaster, can I ask you one more question? Uh, just the one. I'm, I'm a little busy. Earlier, before we took our little cat nap, what was it that you pulled out? Just a little device I was given to, uh, detect magic. Could you show it to me? I'm gonna have him do an insight roll. Now, Jay, this is your choice because I don't know what you're trying to do. Is this a malicious intent or do you just want to see it again? I, I just want to see and I want to I want to try to figure out exactly what it is and, and what it does. Like why it pointed at Kingsley. So you can see he, he just pops it open really quick. He's got his, you know, he's surrounded by guards. Like he's feeling safe. So he pops open this box again. You can see it opens and he says, there it is. And inside it's literally just an orb like it's a clear orb that sits in this thing and like you remember from before you fell asleep like when he took it out that's when it started filling with the black smoke and the lights do you mind if i pick this up well i i can't do that i'm sorry uh these are very expensive and uh, magistrate provides them for us puts it down and closes it could you at least explain to me how this works well it detects magic and points you in the direction of it. Strong magic, that is, I should say. Interesting. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And he, you know, guess what? Tips his bucket hat. (laughs) 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 And you're able to walk outside. And you guys all enter into the village of Wooded Holly again. (sighs) All right, everybody, let's take five. Hello my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that, with meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Today's episode is sponsored by an incredible D&D-inspired workout audio series that I actually personally backed on Kickstarter months ago, and they have since reached their goal, thank Lathander, because I need more. Workout Adventure is a guided audio experience where your workout becomes a real-life fantasy adventure. You may look like a common jogger, but you'll actually be immersed in a fantastical story in which you are the hero. No apps or new equipment necessary. Just bring a rolling die, your courage, and press play. I've been wishing for something like this for ages, and it is exactly what I'd hoped it'd be. There are currently three workout episodes available for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those fun places. There is Monk's Quest, Barbarian's Quest, and Wizard's Quest, and I have done all three. They are so fun and immersive and actually have you wanting to start the new quest as soon as possible just to see what adventures await. Uh, oh, Oh, and yes, they are killer workouts fully themed to the class or the story associated with them. And to learn more, just misty step on over to WorkoutAdventureSeries.com. That's WorkoutAdventureSeries.com. Or find Workout Adventure on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much to the geniuses at Workout Adventure for sponsoring our little show. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, email castpartydnd at gmail.com.
Quiet on set. We're rolling in three, two, one. Action! Again, you're close to this lake. You're getting some of the breeze from the lake. You're smelling that kind of swampy-ish type smell. But you're in the northern side of the town. Man, it feels so good to be outside after being stuck in that cramped cell for so long. Why did that not point at everybody else? What? What What are we talking about? That orb that Alabaster had earlier when we when we took our cat nap and he pulled that orb out. Do you, do you all remember? Yeah. I just got another look at it. He, he said that the arrow points at magic. And it pointed at Kingsley? It pointed right at Kingsley. Well, they said oh. that his kind of magic wasn't allowed around here. So, I mean, he was the one who was saying that was the last thing that happened before we transported, right? Was him reading that spell? Yeah, I just... Yeah. I don't get it. Where did we get that spell? The director gave it to him. Where did he find it? I don't know. I remember he was... He asked for some changes. We were talking about it before we started filming. Kingsley has it. Or at least he knows it. We need to find Kingsley. How do we do that? I don't know where he even went. Where did they take him? I know they went west. Did you see how far west? No, because we split off different directions, but we can start heading that way. Do we know which direction is west? I do. I got just a little bit of a hypothetical for you, just in case. I don't know, because I don't know where he is. If we're LARPing, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but what if the sun doesn't rise in the same spot? Well, is whatever there like a sign? their equivalent of west is, I know what it, it was that way. I don't, I don't know if we should leave this town yet without talking to somebody else. And, like, I know that nurse lady was really nice and helpful. And, like, she seemed like, you know, she actually wanted to help us and didn't care that, you know, the, the big scary guys were after Kingsley. I don't know if we should talk to her before we leave or if we should go to, like, the inn and make sure everyone's all rested or... Do we want to go back and talk to her and, and see if she has any more information for us? What time of day is it? Let's say, based on how everything went, 2 to 3 p.m. She seemed like she, you know, actually cared for people and not politics. So uh, maybe maybe she'd be inclined to help us and give us some answers on where we are and what happened to Kingsley and who this magistrate is. Okay. I just worry that if we talk to her, she's going to talk to them. I mean, she seemed kind of kind of against them. She seemed... Like she was more worried about Kingsley than anything else. About, like, ten turning him in like those farmers did to us. I guess so, but she was also just kind of like, shh, it's okay, go to sleep. It was not cool. But I guess she was right. Like, obviously we couldn't fight those guys by ourselves. And maybe she was just looking out for us, and maybe, maybe she'll do the same if we go back. Okay, okay, fine. Okay. You guys going back to aid for all you head over there the doors open you going straight in yeah yeah i'll go in first chat as you do joyce looks up at you eyes wide oh my god oh my god you're okay oh please tell me is it everyone get out okay everyone's fine okay? everyone's fine don't worry we're we're okay, okay. we're, we're okay. still missing our friend okay. though please please come come in come in Sit, sit anywhere. There's cots all around. Any, anything you need. They took him. I'm assuming, right? Yes. Do you know where they took him? The magistrate took him. I don't know. 
exactly where they... What's the deal with this magistrate? <sighs> you guys really aren't from here, are you? No. The magistrate is a group of people. They do not want strong magic to be wielded by mortals. They believe the gods are who magic was created for, and that the gods are the only ones who should wield such powerful magic. They are a group that patrols throughout Fendrea, searching for large magic signatures and making sure the people responsible are held accountable for their actions. What counts as large magic signatures? And you, um, you said Fen- Fendrea? Fendrea. Is that the real name of Wooded Holly, or do I just have that mixed up? Fendrea. The the realm. The realm. Okay. This is where we are. We are in Fendrea. And that's <sighs> not the name of a LARPing okay. group? Listen, you sound like you are from very far away. If I had to guess you are not from Fendrea... And I think that's this very reason the magistrate took your friend. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to, like, stomp oh on the ground God. and say, so you're telling me this soil is not Earth. This planet is not Earth. You're, you're calling this Fendrea? Fendrea is what has been deemed since the start of time. Oh, my God. Xander is now, like, having a mild panic attack. Oh, shit. Shit, we're not on Earth. That we're we got. I got abducted again. This is. I don't. Uh, wait. No, no, no. no. What? Wait. wait, wait. Uh, no. 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 It's it's okay. We're not. We're not abducted. We're we're just not where we're supposed to be. That, well, that's how do you explain that, bro? Like, I don't know how. I what? What do you? What uh, do you mean? Well, we're Chad's not. Chad's gonna go over and there. put his arm over his shoulder and kind of give him a little hug. It's oh. It's okay. Like I know we're not. We're not. We're not where we're supposed to be. But. We're not abducted. I don't see any aliens. Um, there are some really creepy looking people here, but I think I think we're good. We're just okay, we just gotta find a way back home. It's all right, buddy. That's don't, all. don't worry, buddy. It's all right. He's just gonna kind of like sit down and put his head between his his knees. Joyce, um, yes. So since I've gotten here, I felt this strong connection with nature and with the plant life and fauna and I've kind of harnessed that to use what kind of feels like nature magic. Once it was to heal Kingsley and and once it it kind of charmed one of the guards. But that's magic, right? But they they're not gonna arrest me for that? You see, as you say that, she like looks at you and she gives a little smile and she says in druidic no, child. Those are everyday magics. You will be fine using those. Do I notice she's speaking another language that I understand? You do, and you understand it. Everyone else hears gobbledygook, as like what? they do they have no idea what Whoa. she just said. Santa, was that like Italian or something? What? Uh, what was that? Wait, hold up, hold up. That was not, I did not recognize that language. Is that is that all good? Is this is she magic? Is she wait? Is this what it's going on with my camera? Can I, and can I? I want to pull it out and just like point at the pictures and show everyone the nothing that they can't see. Sandra, there's 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 nothing in your pictures. These are good pictures, like I always say. I mean, I don't I don't know what you see in those. 
uh, not not like that. I I know what you see in them. They're they're beautiful pictures. But like, Damn, but bro, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to feel nice about my pictures. But I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else you're seeing. <laughs> All right, back to my knees. I'm I'm just gonna put my hand on his forehead and say, "You you feeling okay, buddy?" Namora. It says Namora. What's Namora? You don't see it, bro. So I don't I don't know if it's actually there. Man, can you can Blueberry Joyce? Do I'll you, look at do it. Do you know what Namora Namora is? Uh, no. Is that uh like where you're from? Like you said, Earth and like Namora. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no, I I don't recognize. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't know. Where they took your friend. But I think I know someone who will know. <gasps> oh. She's not too far from here. She's a grand woman and she will assist you with whatever you need. Especially you can tell her I sent you. Okay. Question. Do you guys use like north, south, east, west? Yeah. Does the sun set in the west? Um, it does. Yeah. Sorry, that was Colin thinking about where the <laughs> Are you sure about that? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I had a, I had a minor uh, brain aneurysm right there. Yes, it rises oh. in the east and sets in the west. That's probably the not the best brain. thing for a nurse. No, no, it's it's fine. It's genetic. Um, um. See, she's like... <laughs> oh, like heart palpit. I get those, but with my heart, oh, you know? Do yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> that's... Uh, okay. Keep it on. You know, on when that. when things just don't work for a second, you know? I, I got you. Yeah. 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 Uh, Genetic brain in yours. Keep keep an eye on <laughs> oh my God. those palpitations. Oh. Uh, okay, well that's good news. Um so where is this w- woman? Yusora is her name. She is the speaker of the druids of the Crimson Grove. She was taken by the magistrate many years ago for her, she does air quotes, crimes. Her and her followers were using magic to help keep the Crimson Grove stay alive and well. And they used magic to keep the two lovers they worship happy and connected to allow for the grove around them to thrive. But she was captured and taken to a magistrate prison somewhere on the island. I, I know this because she was brought through Wooded Holly and I cared for her during her short stay. And a few years later, I had heard she had escaped the prison and returned to the Crimson Grove. And now the Magistrate and the Druids have a peace treaty of sorts, so that the Druids don't use their strong magics anymore, and they do little things to keep the Grove alive. And the Magistrate does not allow people to go to the Crimson Grove, so they, they they use these, you know, propaganda tactics, like saying that they're blood magic. Was that all the, the Beware posters we were seeing around? Beware the maple? The magistrate put those up to make sure no one was going to and from the Crimson Grove anymore. So you think they can help us? I think if you can speak with Yasora, she can definitely help you. She at least has the most information of where they would have brought your friend. And possibly even how to get him out. Because Blueberry's got all this nature stuff going on right now, do you think she would be best to take the lead in talking with the Asura? It is possible. Young one, as she looks to you, Blueberry, you may even learn a thing or two. I mean, if you are just now feeling connected to the world, they may be able to help you. 
Cool. Yeah, wait, did you say she's in the Crimson Grove now? Yasora, yeah, she is the speaker. But we aren't allowed to go to the Crimson Grove? No one's supposed to travel between, but no one really travels anyway. The local militia is supposed to guard the border, but they aren't always doing their job correctly. I think your best plan is to just follow the path southward and hope for the best. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, what what lies to the path west? The path west leads to a few little small villages, much like Wooded Holly. Um, you're talking about to the southwest? No. No, we were going north first, and then they turned west. Right before the longhouse? Ah, they may have taken your friend to the docks. Uh-huh. Why do you sound freaked out? That sounds like they could have taken him a lot of places if he went to the docks. Oh, so like onto a boat and away. Yeah. Ugh. Guys, we gotta get him back. Okay. He could be like the only person who can get us home. Okay, then let's let's go talk to Isora. Our, our only choice right now is going south, right? Yeah. I think so. Well, let's get to it. If you waited until nighttime, you would have to travel across the border during night. That may be your best time to avoid guards, but the forest is dangerous at night. I wouldn't recommend that. I think talking your way through the guards, or if there are guards, I, I don't know. I've never done this. So you recommend we go now? I think the sooner you get moving, the less trouble you'll have in Wooded Holly. Okay. Okay. Let's go see. One one more question, Joyce. Yes. Before we leave, I'm going to grab for Sebastian's guitar. What are these? This is gold and silver. So, like, currency? Yes, exactly. Currency. Oh. Okay. And she, she like, brings out one of each, and she says, This is worth ten of this, and this is worth ten of this. And she, like, shows you, like, that the gold is the most expensive, and, <laughs> like, she gives you basic math. She's got a chalkboard <laughs> behind her. Uh, Man, this is so much easier than the money back home. We use paper. Why? I know, that's what I've been saying for years. Paper is flammable. That sounds... It weighs less. That sounds terrible. I, I know, I know. Yo, Sebastian, you can't fold that coin and put it in your pocket. Yeah. The same way you can a nice, crisp dollar bill. Yeah, but I can't do this with a dollar bill, and I'm going to take a one of the, the silver pieces, I'm going to flick it to Joyce, like, off my thumb. I appreciate this. And she, like, puts it down on the desk. And she says, I do have a gift for you to help you along your way. Ooh. And she like turns over to a cabinet and she opens them up and she grabs a few small vials of this red <gasps> liquid. There's four of them. She hands them over and says, if you're ever in danger, these will these will help you feel better. Oh, like Pepto-Bismol. I don't know what that is, but it will put some <laughs> pep in your step. Pep, pep, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> that that pun has brought Xander out of his panic attack. <laughs> and she hands over these are four healing potions, potions of lesser healing. Hey, Joyce, thank you, thank you. Yes, of course. Now that I've I've calmed down a little bit, uh, is there like a shop nearby? Um, I, these these pants are getting real itchy. Chloe has a tailor shop in town. I believe her market stall should still be open for the day. Chloe, the clothier. 
Okay. All right. I like the alliteration. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Aid for All, Martin's Meat Market. The Hills. Ha Hills. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good looks. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you. You've, you've been a, a marvelous help to our to our little band of misfits. Good luck. I I hope Kingsley's okay and that you can assist him. Thank you. And she gives a nod. And you guys can be on your way. All right, let's go shopping. One of us each should have one of these pep in your step potions, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll take a pep in my Everyone step. Everyone take Are one. Are we going to really call potions pep in your step now? Because that's exactly <laughs> what we're going to call it from now <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, that's what they were introduced to us it. as, yeah. <laughs> that's what she called it. Uh, <laughs> that is. Um. <laughs> So are you guys heading southward? Or does Xander... Xander, you're able to go to the market. You go to Chloe. You meet Chloe. You can... I'm sure you can find something cheap for like a few copper. Xander, you're really going to spend all our money on clothes right now? We just got this money. Not not all of it, bro. You Look, can spend right, his right. portion. Find the most expensive thing, and then you buy the the next one down. You know, right. That's how you, you still get quality without breaking okay, the bank. Okay, but we're going to split this evenly, okay? Like, you could, you're could you going to spend your own money on it. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm, you did steal this, bro. Like, don't, <laughs> let's just gotta... We're not going to talk about it's, that. You got to get rid of stolen money as quick as you can. You don't want to get caught with that, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we should get rid of this pouch. We should throw this pouch away. <laughs> All right. So, so the best way to get rid of a money pouch is just spend the whole thing, hand no, no. over the whole pouch. <laughs> well, uh, we could just okay. Well, well, here's the thing. What if we? I'm I'm thinking maybe we use this to bribe the guards. And also, one thing I want to do before we go because I mean, there's all these posters around, and the the druid people aren't gonna know who we are. They're not gonna care at all. But what if we grab some of these posters and like. Like put them on our our shirts. Like Xander can pretend it's like some new streetwear stuff, and then we can all be like part of the gang. You get it? No. But because then we're wearing <laughs> the we 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 got the trees on, and then when we get to the trees, the tree people will be like, they got trees. They must. I'm gonna be I'm trees. gonna say in druidic. I'm just gonna talk like this and do some of this and cast druidic and create a little flower in my hand, and then. They'll know that we're tree people, one with nature. They'll trust us. Even though you don't understand anything I just said. I don't know what you just said, but sure. Yeah, all three of us just <laughs> nodding and smiling like, okay. I'll right. give her some finger guns and just be <laughs> on my way. <laughs> I'm just staring at everybody talking like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> I'm going to take a poster anyway, Colin, if I see one. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're able to grab a poster. Xander, describe the pants you got from Chloe. All right, so the pants that I that I got, they were like a light black leather, but it looks more like like or sorry, not leather. Um it's like a like a black pant material. I don't know. They're black. I don't know. They black have a white stripe down one side. Uh it's where they like sealed it. Is it like super hip already and already has like cuts in it and, and gashes? <laughs> not yet, not yet. No, but they'll come. No, no, they they okay. got no sauce. I still have my 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 sauce pants are in my backpack or okay. whatever I have. Yeah sauce pants are still there. That's good to know. Is the is the lasagna still in the pocket? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, if you think about it, now his pants are lasagna. What? It's just another <laughs> layer to the lasagna. Not oh if you can't God. eat it. Buddy, buddy, take, take, take a break. Go. At what point do I learn the uh, the pocket lasagna spell? I, I, I told you, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> As you all begin your journey south, 
you pass by the area where you first arrived in the forest. Whoa. The rocks and equipment are still scattered about, and a path that this time continues leading southward. Is there anything you want to do while you're here? Yeah, I, I kind of want to just take a look around because, like, everyone else has weapons, and I definitely don't. They said the forest was really dangerous, so is there, like, any... Any sort of, like, bow or crossbow or some sort of long-range thing that I can snag that might have been, like, transported? Yeah, there is an area with, like, extra props. Like, there's costumes and there are, like, swords and shields and hammers and all that stuff for extras. There is a crossbow with some bolts. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna take one of the crossbows and as many bolts as I can find. You continue on. A few hundred feet further, you pass by a small farm in a clearing. And at this point, this is where the path seems to get into, like, even worse disrepair as, like, the earlier path. It looks like no one has traveled on this path in a very long time. Right up on the tree line where this clearing ends, there is a line of signs. They're scattered every 50 feet or so apart. Each one says, beware with a maple tree bleeding red. What are you guys doing? Sneaking up. Keeping a low profile. Yeah, super sneaky-like. Yeah, you continue walking down the path. Doesn't look like there's any guards ahead of you. Okay. That's what we like. It seems pretty empty. And you're able to just continue walking into these beautiful trees. The lights filtering through the canopy above you. There's nothing like hiding in the trees, is there? Not in the trees, but behind you, there is a shout. I knew you was with them blood druids. Alabaster shouldn't have let you leave alive, but I'll turn you in myself. Oh, God. It's Scud, isn't it? And you turn around, and it is Scud. The man with the eye patch who was mean to you in your cell earlier. And he is with two other members of the militia, a younger dwarven lad who seems a little nervous to be following along, and a much, much larger being. This man, similar to what Blueberry saw earlier, looks like a walking, talking, grunting Komodo dragon. He's a large lizard walking on two legs. He has bright white scales that flow down his back, and they're all wearing this same dark brown leather. Xander, holy fucking shit, you were right about the lizard people. I like I thought that was just a fucking joke you were going on about like with Facebook oh, and everything. I knew there it. Were actual we, lizard we were people. Abducted. No, no. I'm going to hide behind a tree. Um are we about to roll initiative cuz if so, I will use this as an opportunity to just accidentally attack. Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> we're not no. even just going to Okay. We're, uh, uh, Be- because Xander's words, scared. But... Roll to attack. Oh, no. I got a 14. Who are you attacking? The lizard man. Okay, you're, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense that you would be going <laughs> after the lizard man. A 14 does hit this leather. How are you attacking? It's, a, it's an accidental eldritch blast. So the flavor is that I pull out my camera super quick, even though I'm like freaking out and scared out of my mind. But I got to take a picture of it because there's got to be proof. And I um, (laughs) 
I flip it open, zoom in on the the lizard man, and you know how like every picture of proof for the supernatural is like super blurry. <laughs> it's totally gonna look like that because I'm shaking and I'm zooming in. Oh my god! And, uh, but that uh, I hit the full like extent of the zoom, and that's what triggers Eldritch Blast. And it shoots out of the lens of the camera with a twelve. You're gonna hit this dragonborn. Roll me damage, everyone else roll initiative. I'm just gonna ah! scream, Jesus Christ! Aw, oh, rip. I got an eight. I got a four. That's a dirty 20. 19. So I got 20 for Jet, 19 for Blueberry. Sebastian and Xander? Eight. Four for my damage, 11 for my initiative. Uh, do we really want to fight these guys? Like, can't we just run to the, the forest or... That's it. I'll let everyone else go from there. <laughs> I apologize, Jet. I got a nat 20 for Scud's initiative, oh, so he is going you. before you. I hate Scud. He's a skadoosh. <laughs> he has grabbed out his short sword, and they're still relatively far from you, so he is going to just run about halfway to you guys uh, in his turn. So Jet, now... Scud is about 30 feet from you, and then 30 feet further is the other two guys. And it's your turn. All right, so seeing him run at me and that lizard man just getting blasted in the face, I'm going to start running at Scud as well with my shield in front, my hammer in hand. Okay, that triggers his held reaction, which will be to attack the first enemy that comes closest. So he's going to attack you. That's only a seven to hit, Ooh, so that's, that's going to miss you. Oh yeah. So he's coming down. You're able to use your martial prowess to block it with your shield. And how do you retaliate? I'm going to push that sword away uh, as it's hitting my shield, and I'm just going to bring my hammer down straight at his face. Cool. Give me a attack roll. Ooh, baby. Oh, no. That's an eight. You are a little too strong with your shield shove, so you, you shove his sword off of you, but he actually loses balance and moves out of the way from your hammer swing. Blueberry, that's you. Scud, 30 feet from you, and 60 feet from you are the other two guys. Okay, I'm going to poke out from the tree and just panic whip my hands forward and uh, summon some thorn whips at Scud. Douche. Nice. <laughs> douche. So happy that caught on. <laughs> That's an 18 to hit. 18 hits. Roll some damage. That's uh, three piercing damage from these thorns. He's falling down. You're able to just get like a little stab in on his leg as he's like moving away from Jet. And that also uh, yanks him towards me 10 feet. But after I do that, I'm definitely going to run the opposite direction to another tree and hide behind that okay. one. Okay. So you're trying to get further and further away. Yeah. I get it. So does, does that give me an opportunity attack because he's getting 10 feet away from me? Not if it's not of his own volition. It oh, okay. Darn it. He is still, he's like on the other side of you now, though. He's like Blueberry like pulled him like almost through you, Jet, to the other side of you. So you like kind of turn around, but you can hear footsteps coming from the other direction. You can see the dragonborn man is running up at you, and he's going to take a swing at you, Jet, since you're closest. Ooh, that's a 22 to hit. That's definitely going to hit. Jet, that's two slashing damage. He's coming down at you with his sword. He gets a little chunk out of your leg. 
and he like yells to Scud. I I thought you said this would be easy, Scud. Xander, that's you. So after looking at the photo that came out super blurry, I'm gonna switch over to video real quick. <laughs> okay. And but it's gonna be standard definition video just to uh, that 240p. You got to make sure yeah. that that is consistent with all other video of aliens and the supernatural. <laughs> In standard definition video mode, it's going to cause mind sliver. Okay, what is that? Sounds awesome. It's a disorienting spike of psychic energy that gets stabbed into the mind of one creature you can see within range. Target must make an intelligence saving throw, and then it just damages their saving throw. Any saving throw they do until my next turn, and does 1d6 of damage. Okay, who are you going after? It's still the lizard man. Lizard man, okay. That's a 3, he failed. So, then the d6 is 2. Okay. Is that your turn? I guess so. As Xander, I do not fully understand what's happening because I'm just trying to take pictures and videos. And then this man's just spasming. Sebastian, you're up. Okay. I'm kind of freaking out because everybody's fighting and I didn't expect this to happen at all. And I, even though she said the forest was dangerous and there were guards. But I'm, I'm not really... Sebastian isn't one to fight. So I'm just going to cast Vicious Mockery on the, the lizard boy. Lizard boy? Okay. I want to just shout from the back. I knew Scud was ugly, but man, you're really, you're really tipping the the scales. Oh my god. (laughs) That's actually good. I like that one a lot. (laughs) Is that a saving throw? Uh, yes. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's another three. Failed. Nice. Uh, so he's gonna take 1d4, and he has disadvantage on his next attack roll. That's a max four. Let's go. Dragonborn, man, is looking a little fucked up. The dwarf behind him, he's like like a younger dude. You can see he has kind of been waiting for a second. He's like really scared. And he starts running towards you guys, but he's not quite sure exactly what to do. So he's only able to run almost close enough to Jet. And he's kind of just like standing there holding his sword with like both hands. Just all nervous. And that's back to the top of the order with Scud. Scud just got pulled away a little bit. He doesn't know exactly where he should be going, but he knows who did blood magic to him. He knows that Sebastian got in his head. So he is going to run away from Jet, giving Jet an opportunity attack if you want. Oh, we are taking that. (laughs) I'm going to be mad seeing him running at my little Sebastian. (laughs) I'm going to swing right at him. Oh, Man, my rolls today. I, I, I got to start kissing my dice. Uh, that's a seven. Uh, seven doesn't hit. He, you're, you're just too slow as he's like running. Sebastian, he is able to reach you with his movement speed. Uh, Jet, help! Jet! 13. Does that hit your armor class? My armor class is 13. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sebastian, you're taking four slashing damage. Uh- <laughs> he's able to just get into your calf. Again, he's like he seems to be oh swinging for the legs to try to bring you guys down. Jet, that is now your turn. In front of you is the dragonborn. The dwarf is right behind him. The dragonborn looks scared. The dwarf looks scared. And Scud has just ran behind you to attack Sebastian. I'm going to look at the two in front of me and look down at the dwarf. I'm, j- I'm just going to yell to everybody. Who invites children to a fight? <laughs> and then I'm oh gonna I'm gonna God. run I'm gonna run back to uh, Scud and try to attack him from behind. 
you know that running away from this dragonborn man uh, would normally give you an opportunity attack on you. He does not seem to make that move. So you are able to run back to Scud with uh, unscathed. All right. And then from behind, I'm, I'm going to attack Scud as I see him attacking Sebastian. Okay. Give me an attack roll. Oh, my. Uh, eight. Eight doesn't hit. <laughs> can somebody else come here and kiss my dice real quick? Jeez. <laughs> Jet, what's your to hit mod? Uh, Three. So you've been rolling like fives plus three. Uh, yeah, like a four, a five. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you have just been rolling like trash. <gasps> Wait a minute. Oh my God. I'm looking at the wrong thing. No, it's five. But still, I haven't been rolling good enough. Yeah, all of those still would have missed. But yeah, remember to do that because I was like, wait, that should be a little higher. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sitting here looking at my strength mod- modifier, <laughs> but no, it, it's the to hit. Yeah, Not to that, hit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Newbie yeah. mistake. Sorry. Blueberry, that's you up. Uh, is Scud still the closest one to me? Oh yeah, he's much closer now too. Oh, is he within thirty feet? Oh yeah. Okay, I'll do it again. I'll just—it's just a thorn whip, really, to pull him away, away from it's just like, like Sebastian. a desperation, trying to hard ask nature to pull him off of uh, Sebastian is who he's attacking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some thorn whips. Oh, 15? 15 hits. Okay, nice. that's one piercing. <laughs> nice, it's it's something. And I'll pull him 20, 10 feet off of him, yep. and then I'm going to run 30 feet in the opposite direction. Okay, you're, you're just kiting this dude out. You're just running deeper yes. into the forest. Blueberry's hiding. So Sebastian's probably just seeing this huge thorns. vine yeah. of thorns just grab it and just be like, the trees are alive. Like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> That is the Dragonborn's turn. You can see he kind of like looks down at his legs. He's feeling really hurt and his brain's all jumbled. And he just kind of like pats the Dwarven man on the shoulder and says, I'm going home. You can see he starts <laughs> running in the opposite direction. He's oh running back to Wooded Holly. Xander, that's your turn. Okay. I'm now understanding that the rest of everyone is also is fighting because I was just trying to take pictures and then the lizard man was freaking out. <laughs> And, and now I'm kind of, like, taking in that some shit's happening, and I'm like, oh, no. I have a chunk out of my calf. I, <laughs> uh, damn. I think I got a knife, and I, like, reach into my bag and grab a dagger. Yeah, it's probably, like, a pocket knife. How close am I to anyone? You're within range to, like, walk up to Scud and start stabbing at him. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to walk up to Scud and start stabbing at him. All right. <laughs> Feeling real stabbing. Go ahead. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Ooh. Uh, definitely hits. Nice. Give me the stabby. Six, my friend. Ooh. Oh, man. Six damage? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you got a good chunk out of him. Sebastian, that's your turn. So is is Scud, like, grappled by this vine, or is he... No, like- he just gets pulled. Like, he is. he's currently standing up. Like, he still looks like he's got anger in his eyes looking at you. Okay, he's... in. Uh, how far away is he from me now? Ten feet? Ten feet. Okay, I am just going to grab my crossbow and just hold it up. And this thing is shaking beyond belief because I'm terrified and I'm very much in pain. I'm just going to say, your, your friends are gone. If, if you don't want this bolt in your face, I suggest you go follow them. And that's my round. Are you holding an action of any kind or are you just... If he takes a step at me, I'm probably going to pull the trigger. Okay. So that's your turn. That is the Dwarven Man's turn. I'm going to do a wisdom saving throw for him to see if he is just too scared to come fight at you. 
That is a six. You can see him like turn around, wait for me as he's following his <laughs> dragonborn friend. That is Scud's turn. Scud is damaged decently. I'm going to do a roll. Sebastian, Scud, as he stands up, regains his balance from being pulled 10 feet. He's still looking at you. He's still got this hatred in his mind. And he goes, I know you had blood magic. And he comes to attack you. So go ahead and loose that crossbow bolt. That's an A. I'm way too shaky. Yeah, you're way too shaky. It just goes straight into the ground. So Sebastian, he's going to try to swing at you one more time. That is going to miss. That is a six to hit. <sighs> and you can see as he swings like that, he like looks around. And he's going to use the rest of his movement to start running northward. Meaning, Xander, you're close enough. If you want to slice it up one more time with a dagger, you can. Yeah, dog. I've been in enough knife fights to know that I got to take every <laughs> opportunity. I got a 17. Oh, my God. Hell yeah, that hits. Another six. Jesus. Ooh. Oh, my God. And then, Jet, you were just up with Scud, too. So you see that he is, like, on death's door. He looks like he is falling over. He's bleeding a lot. You have the chance to strike at him as he walks by. Or he's like trying to stumble by you. Can I, as he's doing that, Jet's kind of getting pissed off. Can I throw my shield down and then grab my Warhammer with two hands? Yeah, that sounds like fun. I, I want to do that and just say, you're not going anywhere. And I, with two hands, I'm going to try to kind of hit him in the chest to push him backwards. Okay. Are you trying to do this uh, non-lethally? Yeah, I want to do it non-lethally. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack roll. Ooh, that's a dirty 20. That's dirty what Dirty 20 like. hits. Hell yeah. Roll your damage. Eight. You hit him right along the chest. You're able to push him back a good 5, 10 feet, and he is laying unconscious on the ground. <sighs> oh, my God. They Jet, thank you so much. Oh my god, and Xander, and the trees, I don't know if that was blueberry, but the trees definitely helped save me, and oh my god, this hurts so bad. Bro, you gotta check on that leg. Here, oh my use god. my sauce pants. Do I just take that Pepto that the Joyce was talking about? Oh, the pep in your step, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll have some pep in my step, because I sure need it right now. Alright. 2d4 plus 2. Nice. Five, seven, so I'm maxed. I was I was like one hit away from dying, just so everybody knows. Oh <laughs> my. <laughs> you have like no health, do you? Yeah. I guess it, it's level one. It makes sense. What do you guys want to do with Scud? I want to search him. I mean, you guys kind of already searched him earlier, but does he have anything <laughs> useful? It looks like he used to have a bag tied to his belt sometime, uh, which seems to be gone. Oh, weird. <laughs> in his pockets, there is a key ring. Oh, yes. in the pockets. <laughs> I guessed wrong. You guys yes. had two choices and you picked the wrong one. So the key ring is in the pockets. Other than that, he's just got like the, the leather and the short sword on him. Uh, and his two friends ran away. So, Okay. Does anyone need a short sword? I got this this cool crossbow now. Like as long as I can learn how to use it, I think I think this will this will suit me well. Uh, I'll I'll take the short sword. This knife got kind of dinged up in in him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ew. Ew, yeah. While we're searching him and everything, I'm just I'm gonna tie him up. 
does the leather armor have like the their branding on it? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's essentially again the same like dark brown leather and it's got embroidered in red like on the chest plate and it's it's just got that eye with the flame on the upper lid. Okay, I just want to pack that away. Okay, you're going to take like his leather off of him. Yeah. And the iPad, he's got an eye patch? Oh hell yeah, he's got an eye patch. Does he have an eye? <laughs> Are you taking Ooh, the leather? iPad off to check? <laughs> yes. You do so? He's totally got another eye. Like, he's just trying to look badass. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take the eye patch, too. Does the, cool. eye patch, the eye patch have stuff on it? No. Okay. It looks like just black. almost raggedy. It's it's more of like, it used to be black, but he's worn it so long, it's kind of faded okay. to like more of a grayish. But like, it's you it's can a definitely weird choice, choose. man. If you're getting attacked from your right side, like, why would you <laughs> wear that? Okay. So I'd take both of those things. Cool. <laughs> and the key, I'll take the key ring, too. Yes. So you have the key ring from Scud now. Are you just going to leave him tied up on the path? Guys, I don't want us to, like, kill anyone, but also, who's going to, like, know where we are? What if we just, like, uh, I don't know, if you wrapped him up in, like, those vines and, like, wrapped him against the tree just so we couldn't go anywhere? At least until, like, you know, we get out of the, the forest and head back this way. Just to, like, give us some time? Yeah, and then we can we can figure out what to do with him after that. Okay, I'll try to start casting a druid craft and see if, if I spend enough time with it, if I can just make some, some rope quality vines. <laughs> yeah, five, ten minutes, you don't even have to do that. Like, you're close enough to, like, finding some that are just, like, nearby. Like, there are these vines on these trees, and you're like, oh, I yeah. can just use this instead. But with your druid craft, you're able to maneuver them a little bit better. Yeah. So you're able to make, like, these nice ties so that if someone came close to him, they could just cut him down. But he couldn't get out himself. All right. Um, I mean, those his friends saw us anyway, so it's not like we're going to be clear. There's no real benefit yeah, to we, killing him. We might be in a little trouble when we get back if if we go back, I guess. But hopefully we don't have to. It's better to not have blood on our hands if we don't have to. Yeah. On top of all this. I want to gag him with flowers. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> Fucking inspiration. Love it. <laughs> what kind of flowers? It, probably just like some some daisies. Oh, that's kind of cute because he hated Sebastian and now he has to taste <gasps> Sebastian. Oh, my God. My guitar's name is Daisy. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> Love it. And, uh, wait, 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 wait. As, as, as I see the daisies just spew out of this guy's mouth. If you didn't like the taste of my daisy, how about those? And then walk away. <laughs> That's dumb. I love it. Uh, I bet you thought you looked real cool saying that, didn't you, Sebastian? You guys physically hurt me. As you continue following the path south, you start to see the nature around you change slowly as clouds begin rolling in ahead of you. The dark oak trees get thicker and thicker as the canopy above closes in. The path gets harder to follow at points, being in such disrepair. There's even, like, a small tree growing in the middle of the path that you need to, like, move around. And you have to travel for a few more hours. And the sun begins setting. Beautiful sunset begins peeking in and out of the leaves overhead. The canopy begins to lighten up, however, as the trees begin to change from these large dark oak trees to a different type of tree. What type? Give me a nature roll. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, dirty 20. With a dirty 20, immediately you see these, you see the leaves on the ground. You're like, wow, these are some beautiful maple trees. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Maple trees, guys. 
we're, we're making good progress. We're on the right path? Yeah. All of these trees you're seeing, Blueberry, however, have no leaves on them. <laughs> there are only these dull red leaves with three points that seem to be all scattered around the base of the trees like they have recently fallen off. Just a little bit further down the path, you stumble across a large tent of sorts. Not like a tent you would carry around on your back. This is more the size of like a cabin, like a full-blown structure. It seems to be made of woven fabric, but has been torn and it degrades in some places. But the whole structure is still standing. It is basically teepee-shaped with one single entrance. And it seems that there has not been anyone here in quite a long time. I want to sneak up to the entrance and listen. Give me a perception. 21. Uh, with 21, you're listening real hard. You're hearing like little bits of squeaking. <laughs> Almost like uh, some sort of rodent or something has, you know, made its home in this teepee. Should we go in? Should we? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think is in there? It's like a mouse. I don't know. Yeah, sure, I guess. I'm always down to see a cute little critter. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll go in. Inside the tent itself has a few things that just like jump out to you immediately. There are a few they look like hammocks strung around like the outside edges of the tent. And there's like a seating area in the center of the tent. Now that you're in here, it like smells like some small animals have been in here making this their home. But looking around, you're able to find some bedrolls. And there is a desk here that seems completely emptied out. Uh, so do we just sleep here or is this sketchy? Where's the mouse? You said there was a critter. And it, it's getting kind of late and I'm still kind of kind of hurt from that whole thing. I don't know if I want to walk too much longer. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm down if we wanted to crash here for the night. Okay. Alright, let's post up. Let's crash here, but someone should stay awake and keep watch. Uh, I'll do that. I'll, I'm going to sit by the window. I actually am not very tired. I feel like if I just meditated for a few hours, I'd probably be okay. So I can watch for most of it. I will. Right, well, I'll, I'll keep watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post up by the window. You guys get some rest and uh, we'll swap out once, I don't know, when I fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> As you guys head to sleep, I'm assuming you guys are all uh, snagging some of these hammocks to stay off the ground. Yeah, yeah. I'm on a hammock. Mm -hmm. I'm not a mouse guy. As you head to sleep, you start hearing a very loud wind outside. Um, who's awake? Xander, you're you're the one standing by the door, right? I uh, yeah, door or window, I guess. Xander, you're there and you're taking a look outside, and it seems rather bright, even though it is nighttime. Uh. You guys, you guys seeing anything? Like, does it look like kind of light out out there? I'm passed out. Jet's snoring away. I'm meditating. Oh, all right. Well, I didn't say any of that loud enough to, to wake any of them. <laughs> I'll step out. I'll just like walk out into the, uh, to take a look around. Sander, you leave the teepee to take a look about. You look towards the sky. The clouds are moving quickly. Through them, you can see a moon, much larger than the moon you are used to. With your arm outstretched, the moon in LA was about the size of like a quarter in your hand. This one, however, is more like you're holding a frisbee, taking up a huge portion of the sky. 
And the more you look, you can see that it does not have like the same markings as the moon you are used to, and it has this bluish hue to it. Not only that, it has its own astral bodies circumnavigating it. You see two smaller moons, one of a bright white and another of a dull faded orange revolving. And you can see them like moving in real time across the largest of the moons. Yo, this is, this is, what is going on? Picture time? All right, camera. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I'll try and take a beautiful picture of, of everything I'm seeing. Cool. Give me a performance. That is a 10. Again, you're not quite able to get the lighting right. You're not used to such a bright subject of your picture. So take this picture. You can see the large moon. You can see the two small moons around it. And you can see all these clouds kind of moving. With your picture, you can see in the clouds, it says Nomura. And for today, that's a wrap. Oh, shit. Oh, Oh, that's so, that's (sighs) exciting. What? Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Cast Party. If you haven't yet reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, what are you waiting for? Give us a five-star review with the name of your favorite character, and you will get a customized shout-out at the end of the next episode. Get them in quick, because soon enough they will be gone and only available at our Patreon. That's patreon.com castparty, where you can get access to behind the scenes, the after party, and so much more. We did a spooky and hilarious Halloween one-shot in the after party for the month of October, and that is available to everyone this month before it becomes a Patreon exclusive. Thank you all so much again for listening. Don't forget to listen to the end to hear this week's shoutouts, and we will see you all next week. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for dropping into the cast party. You can become part of the cast and crew by joining us at patreon.com slash castparty. Special thanks to all of our patrons and those of you who have left us awesome five-star reviews and shared us with your friends and family. Cast Party is a brand new podcast and every single review helps us immensely and we deeply appreciate the support of our cast and crew. From here on, we'll be holding a merch giveaway at the end of each episode. This week's merch giveaway winner is Meeples! Congrats, Meeples! You've got some cool threads headed your way. So, do you want a free piece of Cast Party merch? Become part of the cast and crew at patreon.com slash castparty at any level, and you just might be the next episode's lucky winner. Catch all of our shenanigans on Twitter and Instagram at castpartydnd, and hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash castpartydndpodcast. Thanks again, cast and crew, for listening, sharing, downloading, and subscribing. And we'll see you on the next episode of Cast Party. Oh, yo, nice set, bro. Oh, thanks. 
you better get back out there. Puzzle Pizzas is about to go on next. Tom Kurz and Marvin Green have been absolutely killing it on their new album called Lightning Thief. You gotta go check them out, man. I'm so happy they invited us out on this tour with them. Livy and Mina and I have been jamming them like non-stop for the past few months. Prison Peter got us tickets to their show a couple weeks back, so of course we all hopped in Sir Padre's car and road trip to see him play. We met Johnny Blaze backstage and of course Kaylee decided to show him Get Stoke's new single. He loved it so much he actually invited us out to play with him on the road. Dude, it's crazy traveling the country. I'm so hyped to get to Albany and hang out with Jets fan 427. He said he was going to try to make it to our show up there with his buddy Ryan DW6. We're all going to go to emo night after and we're hoping to try to meet up with user 279462583 if she can make it. Tina, yeah, hi. I was wondering if we might be able to order lunch from Kansas today, that new vegan place downtown. The Eric owns it, and I've heard he's a phenomenal chef. Gwendolyn Elaine told me I should check it out. Her and Charles E. So went there the other weekend and said it's to die for. If you could order me the 5K finisher special without the bananas and pickles, that would be great. Oh, and can you check and see if HP Lover and Dad Awkward Slytherin want anything? They bought lunch yesterday, and I would love to return the favor for them. Oh, also, babe, could you reschedule my plans with N Loving to 5 p.m. instead of 4? Eli Disney is in town and wanted to stop by the set to see where all the magic happens, and I know we'll end up chatting forever, especially after they get to meet Phil Curtis. Or maybe we could all meet up with Haley 94 and Will Endotimus tonight for dinner. I think that would be lovely. Maybe at Demix Axel? Anna Twight has been raving about that place all week, and a runner man told us they'd make sure we get the best seat in the house if we finally made it over there. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Hey, yo, 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 bro, check it out. It's the first official copy of my documentary, yo. Yeah, it's called, like, uh, Supreme Overlords. It's all about debunking this theory that aliens invented designer clothing. Wild, right? My buddies Danielle and Sandy actually turned me on to it, and then Alex, Olivia, and James helped me get the idea off the ground with, like, Kickstarter or some shit. Oh, no, though, of course you wouldn't know them. They're my friends, but... Oh, you gotta check it out, though. The production team is stacked. I got Katie Benjamin, Jillian Vimislicki, and Haley Cron on it. I know you heard of them, though. Everything they make turns to gold. Shit's lit. Since I was directing it though, I couldn't be behind the camera the whole time, so I got the only camera crew duo I trust, Joey and Joelle. My girl Mackenzie helped me out with a dope-ass name. The sound crew was killer. I had Tiffany Davis, Derek Williams, and Shayna Hall. It's like unbeatable. And look at the names of my sources. Even their names sound trustworthy and dumb smart. My Mind 9087, Yoshi Smile Land, Sandyman 445, and Titan Sphincter. Like, it's who can who could ask for better? Though, if I'm being honest, there was one dude I'm still not super sure on. Like, it just seems like a weird choice to hire a dude named Gucci Sucks LOL for costume design, right? Wait, bro, where are you going? Hey, I know you want to watch it. Come on. Pebbles. Pebbles, I'm home. <laughs> there you are, my sweet. How are you? How was your day? Did you have a fun time with Valeria? I hope she gave you lots of treats today. I told her to. Oh boy, I had a wonderful day today. I can't wait to tell you all about it. I got to listen to my favorite, Bam and the Junk, on the way to work today. I had a hankering for a snacky on the way to work, so I ended up stopping at Anna Loves Tacos place to get my fill of nice meat and grease for the day. I actually ended up running into Dal G 1986 while I was there. 
They told me to make sure to give you some head scratches when I see you, so come here, my little girl. When I got to work, though, actually, Atlanta Queen 2, she accidentally walked into me and spilled her coffee all over me. I couldn't believe it, but I felt horrible about it, so I felt like it was my fault. I ended up going to Stringless Instructor and buying a nice chai latte for her instead. Other than that, I thought it was a great day. What do you think about going to bed, honey? I'm beat. Come on. Let's go, sweetie. Let's go cuddle. Yes, hello. Uh, I am with the blood bank nearby, and uh, we are looking for some donors as our, as our stocks are running low. Um, I was told this is Columbia Killer's house. Um, yes, please, uh, l- let, let me in. May, may, may I come in, please? Please, let me in. Haha, <laughs> oh my god, like, Jed, you are, like, such a good listener. Thanks so much for taking me out to dinner to talk about my koala retreat. It's always so nice to talk about, and the Craig machine doesn't like to talk about it much. Wait, wait, who's, who's the Craig machine? Oh, he's my boyfriend. All right, Jet, you have a good day now. Oh, well, look who it is. My favorite person, the boss man. We got the big cheese. How you doing today? Let me swipe that card for you. Yeah, yeah, you have a good day, the big cheese. Don't let the director say cut to you. Am I right? (laughs) Well, now, little miss, you can't just be going around walking like you own the place. You need to pay for those things at the market, and you can't just take them, all right? I know you are a very important person, as you are the director's girlfriend and all, but you cannot just take what isn't yours, okay? <laughs>